Hey there, party people. Did you know that Encounter Party is now an official Dungeons & Dragons television show? You can find our second campaign on the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures channel, available now on Plex and Freebie. We have new episodes every Tuesday night at 9pm, and the show is available on demand next day on Plex. For links and to learn more, head on over to our website at EncounterParty.com. Now, please enjoy this episode of Campaign 1 of Encounter Party. Warning, this episode features very strong language and depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. Last time on Encounter Party... Five unassuming citizens of Ravnica were assaulted in their beds, in a perverse way to invite them to a party. The party turned out to be a trap meant to frame them, murder them, or both. But these heroes aren't going to take this lying down, and so the investigation is on, this week on Encounter Party. So first thing in the morning, we're popping off to uh, to um, Widget lives in the tenth district now. He's got a pretty nice place mixed with his quality pension and guilt money from Saloran Trent. <laughs> he's he's pretty he's pretty cushed. I don't think he ever expected retirement to be this good. And you guys, uh, uh, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need somebody to make a good persuasion role. Zenya for sure. Or or performance because you got to get him to come to the door with a knock. I I'm, mean, I'm for Zenya with the charisma. Wait, what do you have for performance? A plus. Well, performance is plus five. My persuasion is plus nine. I have a plus seven on performance. So yeah, whatever yeah. you want to do. I have a plus nine on intimidation. Just do a. Don't seven. intimidate Widget. What? What? Right now, the highest number seems to be uh, Zenya. My good God. This is my third crit fail in a row. With my modifier, it's still a 10, but good God. I I feel your pain. Thank you. Ow. I think we've 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 learned what happens if Xenia doesn't get a full eight hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she's like, widget. Come on, man. It is not a very convincing knock. <laughs> hey. Hey, we need you. No, no way. No. Nobody home here. Please go. I'm going to unlock your door. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do the thing. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> I would like to sing. <laughs> Dear Widget, we're sorry for showing up so early in the morning. No, we're not. <laughs> we're at 21. Oh, man. Good job. Yeah, you, 
you hear silence, and then you hear like a. You're our favorite goblin Click. of them all. Parrix just covers Vicar's Click. It is too early. <laughs> and then he opens the door and goes, Ah, curse my fascination with show tunes. Come on, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm a sucker for the nightlife. Ah, of course it's all five of you. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm not making you breakfast. Just come on in. There's I'm- coffee. Actually, ah, I brought fried dough. Ah, curse my sugar tooth. Get in here. <laughs> Lord Zatch is carrying a comically oversized mask at his side because it seems really stupid to be wearing it out on the street now. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys come in. There's a bunch of furniture sized for goblins. <laughs> so there's like nowhere to sit. And Parrax will simply tell Widget, uh, we all got s- attempted stabbed or stabbed. We found invitations that invited us to a house. We got there. There were pyrotechnics, which is why we're here. Uh, and a guy's dead and now the Boros think we did it. Well, the only reason you want to come and talk to me is if something's getting blown up. So, uh, is, uh, one moment, uh, before we continue, um, has there been no alarm in your life about the fact that you're around more explosions than I am? Uh, Are we not concerned about the frequency of, uh, you know, deadly situations we continue to sort of wander into? I don't think it's by choice. <laughs> and you are retired. And I love explosions. Yeah, Parents uh, points at Tenya and says, being with this one, it's sort of a thing. Yeah, right, fair enough. Uh, okay. Oh boy! All right, what do you? Uh, what do we need? What do we? Where? Where? Uh, where? Where was blown up? We have a number of harmless pyrotechnics for entertainment purposes, or so I suspect, and one pressure plate explosive, upon which was laid the dead body of Cyril Montjoy in Ovizia. Is there any residue? from the big explosion on Fakara or Parix? I mean, I got covered in Cyril Montjoy. Did I get covered in explosive? Widget will make an investigation check. Parix just stands there. He rolled a nice 18. Hey. Widget just walks over to Fakara's armor and just, like, wipes a little bit of gross shit off of her armor and just gives it a smell, gives it a little lick. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is some booby trap stuff. Uh, did you guys get hurt? Yep. Yeah, this stuff was, uh, this stuff was meant to, uh, do some damage. Um, all right, let's go through the process here. Uh, you said there's some stuff for, uh, some bamboozle, excitey, uh, show many stuff down. What was the layout of the, the room? Uh, it was a large entrance way of a rich person's home that had um, fireworks and, and Roman candles all along the side leading to a bunch of stairs. Plus confetti cannons Yeah, and can't flowers. forget confetti. And but, a banner. Uh, were the confetti cannons beyond the initial pyrotechnics? Yeah, it was pyrotechnics, then confetti, as we saw a banner that said, Welcome, Heroes of Ravnica. And then the booby trap was on the other side. Of yeah, it. and the booby yeah. trap burned the Heroes of Ravnica thing, which hurt our case for why we were there. Uh-huh. And uh, any elevation differences about the explosions? Yes. 
The pressure plate booby trap was set on the stairs, whereas the rest was set on the ground floor in the foyer. I see, I see. Okay, so uh, here's my initial analysis. Uh, obviously, whoever did this to you wanted you to get far enough into the building before they started to explode. Uh, that's confusing, because otherwise they could have just booby-trapped the door and blown you straight to, uh, you know, Parhelion on the first entrance in. The fact that they placed confetti cannons means that they, uh, they wanted you to see the confetti before you got in too far. Um... All right, well, uh, the Rakdos are going to be the people who know how to build, uh, you know, exciting, you know, confetti cannons and that whole sort of thing, because they're all the showmany stuff. Based on the residue powder that I can taste off of your bovine friend here, it seems like the explosion at the top of the stairs was meant to do some damage, which suggests some is-it property. However, the fact that both of you walked away from something that was deliberately meant to explode, I suspect nobody was trying to kill you. If that brings any comfort whatsoever. Do you know anyone in the Rakdos who makes pyrotechnics for showman stuff? Are you friends with any of them? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, the most in-demand people right now is uh, a catchy joint uh, down in uh, Precinct 6, known as the Boom Boom Room. Uh, the Boom Boom Room. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's one of them kinky joints where people get off getting shot out of a cannon. I don't know. It's not really my thing. Hmm. Specific. Uh, as far as is it explosions and stuff like that, obviously you're gonna have to rely on your friend here. Uh, whatever, whatever college of explosions exists out there. I mean, who knows where these kids major in these days, right? Right. Derek feels good. Thinks we can leave Widget alone. Thinks maybe a, a trip to the Boom Boom Room might be useful. Over to Lorzach's neck of the woods. Let's go. Good. Thank you, Widget. Ah, uh, good, great. Glad I could help. Thank you very much for ruining my day so early in the morning. Hey, glad you didn't die during the Maelstrom thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was. I, uh, you know what? I don't even want to know. <laughs> you, I don't even want to know. I'm retired now. You guys have a good day. Uh, try not to get blown up. You too. Traipsing your way through Rakdos territory in the early hours is surprisingly quiet. It's a very late night type of town over here as uh, people are either too hungover, too tired, or too dead to populate the early hours within the 6th precinct. Um, finding the Boom Boom Room takes no effort. As you can see, a very large and exotic looking club slash retail superstore. And a big sign that says, Boom Boom Room, with two cross-faced cannons that every odd minute shoot a little spark of... I think that's it. <laughs> I'm sure that's it. I'm pretty sure. You've been here before. <laughs> Don't kink shame. Just a, just, a, just a weird automated voice that's just like, Boom Boom Room. <laughs> uh... Perix does not want to be first through the door on this place. I'll go first. Yes, he side-eyes Picard. <laughs> uh, Lorzach will also push ahead towards the front of the marching order here, because at least he's a 6th precinct local, and the Golgari are pretty common topside around here. Mm. Boros, not so much. It's still, uh, it's still the first half of the day, probably... Uh, 
barely approaching 10 o'clock. The streets of Rakdos territory are quiet, and anybody who has to get up earlier is, you know, stuck in the foundries or the mines at this point, so ain't nobody around. Nobody's in the boom boom room? Uh, seeing I don't as know, I'm not inside. Oh. Seeing as it's a business, uh, Lorzach opens the door. As you open the door, you feel a slight tug, and then a ping, as you realized there was a string attached to the door that you have plucked. And you hear this very loud and very rapid ticking sound like a clock. And it takes no time at all for you to open the door and see that the room is flooded with fireworks. And positioned awkwardly in the center of this emporium is a very, very large cannon with a member of the Rakdos cult tied up with his top half sticking out of the cannon. And there is a clock ticking down next to his body. And he is giggling. You have a very, very brief couple of seconds here to do anything you want to do with this person. Perix just steps sideways, content to let what will happen to them happen. I'll take him out of the... If he's tied up, he probably... Even if... I take him out of the cannon. You will have no time to take him out of the cannon. You have ten seconds. Go. Xenia falls flat to the ground. So Lauren sidesteps. Sidestep. Lorzach leans out of the doorframe, brandishing an invitation, and very rapidly says, Did you supply some pyrotechnics to Sir Lamont Joyce Estate? <laughs> 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 yes! Yes! <laughs> Who hired you? <laughs> That's probably all the time That's he has. Ten seconds. <laughs> I'll, I'll let this go. I'll let this go. I said uh, about ten seconds. Standard contract! Standard contract! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Don't you have anything that we, we, could, we could use to put out the fuse? No! No! <laughs> Do the magic hand thing. Any, any, you've got, you've got microseconds to ask a question. Who's your supplier? <laughs> and is it goblin? <laughs> Pim was a pompo! Pim was a pompo! <laughs> and then you just hear like, click, click. Snap! He goes plummeting into the cannon and then explodes out the roof of the boom boom room and you just see an arc <laughs> off into an unknown section of Ravnica as he's giggling all the way. <laughs> hmm. And then you hear, <laughs> there they are, man. And you turn around, and there is another collection of Boral soldiers who are chasing after you. Run! <laughs> Perix runs. I In a run. direction that might be towards isn't territory. <laughs> <laughs> Zenia follows. I'm running. So Lauren runs. Uh, athletics. Athletics. I mean, fair, but... <laughs> all right, all right. 12, 17, 18, 4. Thor's gets a 13. Perix, dexterity, please. 15. Hey, that'll work. Hey. They catch up to you and try and restrain you, but you slip out because you're, I Froggy. don't know, gelatinous. Yeah, it's unclear. But you do fall and smack your chin for six bludgeoning damage. No. I like this chin. Stop in the name of Aurelia. You trip on your dick. <laughs> Thank you? 
That's that's a callback to something that I'm not sure it was on mic earlier <laughs> this season. <laughs> so. Um okay, you flee another set up situation. Someone Boros, keeps tipping them off. Yeah, the Boros keep responding immediately after somebody dies in an explosion. <laughs> oh man. We never saw the body. We don't know that he died. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I hope you're right. Um, <laughs> all right. So we now have the name of an is it explosives manufacturer? Supplier? Manufacturer, yeah. We now have the name of an is it explosives manufacturer? P- uh, Pim Bottom Whistle? What is what <laughs> Pim- it? Pim Wazzle Pompo. Pim Wazzle Pompo. Hell yeah, dude. That guy. Pim <laughs> Does this ring any bells for Xenia? Decidedly, with my fourth crit fail of the day, it does not. And so Lauren says, not all is it know each other, Lord Zatch. Um, it, is, it is not a name that rings a bell. Uh, is there a, a section of is it life that maybe Xenia would know, because Parrick certainly wouldn't, that explosive experts tend to hang out in? Is there a area or a building or a district uh yeah 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 what's it called landry well we repeat the question (laughs) (laughs) is there a an is it area sure where explosive experts tend to congregate or conduct experiments yeah it's called it's called the pop and fizz colon social hour as you like it there, <laughs> That's a college inside. There's, no, no, no. There's, there's, a, there's like a ton of bars and taverns around Nivix. Like the number one party place is like for for people who aren't into like Rakdos partying. If you want to just like drink, right? Like Clark Street, right? You know what I mean? It's just you, you, you go around Nivix. Can't explain it. Lots of microbrews. To the pop and fizz colon social hour as you like it. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. I'm imagining there's a second colon. <laughs> pop and fizz colon social hour colon as you like it. For sure. Maybe an M dash. The fizzing. The fizzing. <laughs> that's the one across the street that's trying to steal their clientele. Yeah. And you know they're, those they're, they're both in the uh, competitive fizzy beer market. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's, it's only road industry. <laughs> Because they're not from the right, right section of France. Off to the pop and fizz. Pop and fizz, baby. Colon social hours, semicolon, <laughs> as you like it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I say it's it's uh, it's pushing eleven o'clock. A tavern ain't gonna be open yet. No lights. Parrix checks the door first, looking to see if there's another string. Because why the fuck not? With a 10 on investigation, he probably fails the trap check, but he opens the door. You hear a click. Fuck. Because the hinges are old and loose. Oh, cool. But I did not make up this place, so it is not trapped. Senya, what's huh. inside the poppin' fizz? Sorry, Landry. It's what? a bar. It's like a tavern. It's like yeah. a social club. Yeah. It's in the name. Poppin' fizz, colon, social hour, semicolon, as you like it. Mm. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, and Perix will enter the pop and fizz colon social hour semicolon as you like it and say, 
Hello? <laughs> we require some assistance. And you hear, I'm about to pop and fizz your blood all over this room, intruders! And you see, you see this, you see this <laughs> goblin in like a nightshirt, like come out from the back room holding what requires two hands to hold and has a very big muzzle. And and has and has whirled up. How far is he? Close enough to to, to fry you. Wait, wait, wait! We're a band. Oh we're we're looking for work. God. Oh my! All of Ozova, this please. Is, this this is like us. an episode of Doug, where it's like the moral. <laughs> the moral is always, don't lie. Stop, <laughs> stop fucking lying all the time, Doug. <laughs> We're just going to yes and oh, ourselves yeah. to death. Uh, performance check with advantage. Fakar <laughs> and the fire fists. It's mm. <laughs> <That's> an 18. <laughs> All right. What about the rest of you? There she said we're a Performance check. Ah, fuck. <laughs> No, no. The guild pact ain't that strong. <laughs> also, one of you is an is it, which is making him like what? I straight up hated Zenya last last time, but now it's Fakara's turn. <laughs> Lorsatch does better than Fakara with a nineteen. Hey, <laughs> your beetle does a trap, Isaac. Yeah. Saloran rolled a twenty-one, and he just starts singing. My funny Valentine. Oh God, you're like the chauffeur from Love Actually. He just like pops it at the back. <laughs> then he rolled an eight. Uh, Perix also rolled an eight. <laughs> mm. They're the backup dancers. Perix also tries to sing. You're my funny, <laughs> and then just like trails off. Then <laughs> <laughs> he's just standing there. <laughs> This goblin at the door just not interested. You suck. <laughs> Fair, but since we're here, and also like swivels the gun over at Zenya, huh? And is like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and is like, explain yourself why you're wasting your time in a shitty musical act. Well, that I didn't consent to, but you know. But these are my traveling companions. We're just a ragtag group of misfits, the unlikeliest <laughs> of friends, <laughs> on, a, on an adventure to save Ravnica. And we were invited to a party. We were invited to a party that Fakara started, and it really sucked. But now we're looking for the suppliers of explosives to see... I mean, I kind of lost the thread, quite frankly. <laughs> there was a party at Cyril Montjoy's estate. Thank you. With a great deal of confetti and explosives of many different kinds, and we heard that you were the person that manufactured a great deal of this. Uh, <laughs> this is a tavern owner. He didn't do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God! But Parrish will say, we're looking for someone who manufactures and supplies to the Boom Boom Room. Pompo. His name is Pompo. Oh, right, Pompo. We heard he was quite lit. Pimwizzle Pompo? Yes. They're going to hear that when they edit this. (laughs) Yes. He doesn't work here. Does he come here, or do you know where we could find him? Uh, yes, he does. 
Everyone knows Pimwizzle Pompo. We don't, which is why we are asking. Oh, it's very famous goblin detonist. Every it knows Pimwizzle Pompo because every it who desires to go the way of the fireball recruits him for their end times. Oh, sure. I'm very young. Yeah. Is it, uh, Pimwizzle Pompo is the resource when you want to go down in a, in a blaze of glory, you kind of secure. He helps Izzits die fantastically. Uh, where can we find Pimwizzle Pompo? He tells you. To there. <laughs> um, End of bit. <laughs> Before they leave, Saloran just cries out, Hit it, Fakara. You don't play the bass. <laughs> She has, she has bass drums. They hit like 10 different timbres. Get yeah. out of my bar. Yes, sir. <laughs> he like chases you out little puffs of a flamethrower. <laughs> I'm just imagining Xenia at the open mic. What is the deal with... <laughs> Fakara, we are not a band. You can't keep telling people that. I panicked. A new strategy, Fakara. Something I hope you consider. When you panic, don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> panic quietly. Yeah, yeah, panic uh, and breathe. Do you remember when you couldn't speak? Yeah. Remember that. Oh. <laughs> Even Saloran thinks that's cold Yeah, there was a direct correlation between your silence and winning. <laughs> <laughs> and now a quick word from one of our sponsors. You know, folks, blank walls can be pretty boring. So why not spruce up your home or office by heading over to ukiyopop.com. They have a collection of traditional Japanese prints inspired by today's comics, games, and movies. The gallery is viewable online for free and prints are available for purchase. So head over to ukiyopop.com. That's U-K-I-Y-O-P-O-P.com. Tradition in a modern method. And now, back to the party. I guess we'll go to the Pompo place. <laughs> Surprisingly, you see a big old sign outside of his research facility called the Pompo Plaza. God, oh, come on, oh, man. man. We stop for directions? <laughs> <laughs> Just bzz, 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 bzz. The plaza part is like shortening out. Xenia knocks on the door. No response. Xenia starts trying to break in. <laughs> <laughs> to the guy who blows up stuff's place? For a 13. Oh, that was a lie. For an 11. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to give us no a dice. better number. Uh, Perix shelters himself behind Saloran nonchalantly so no one quite sees what he's doing and then says, Fikari, kick down the door. Oh. This I will is... be happy to blow you guys up continuously for the remainder of the adventure, but it is a big, like, building. Why don't we just go around to the back? Sure. Okay. That's already better, not panicking loudly. Right. You can, you can think. Right. Is there another way in? Perception checks. Oh, thank God. Come on, man. Eight. 17. 21. 16. Also 16. Saloran, trailing behind, 
fails to see the back door wide open. Uh, casting a careful glance through the door, given that it's open, what do, uh, what do I see? How far is your dark vision? 60 feet. Looks like a lap. Pulling Lorzach with 60 <laughs> more feet of dark vision up to the door frame. <laughs> you can see farther into a lab. It's is it, so it's full of uh but it but he's alchemical, right? So it's beakers and tubes and Lorzach not trusting that this isn't a third times the charm big old setup trap problem. Checks for traps. What's the skill that we use to check for traps? Dexterity. Next oh and then it's a thirteen. Doesn't look like there's any traps. Great. Parrix takes a careful glance around the surrounding areas of the door to see if there's a bunch of Boros soldiers peering around a corner. You guys are sort of back down a side alley. You see no Boros soldiers. Right. That would be fucking hysterical if you look down the alley oh and they're, they're, like, just, they're just waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a crime till they cross the threshold. <laughs> uh, I think we head on in. I think we enter the scary is it lab. But like maybe following Xenia. Um, and as we enter, Xenia is full-on announcing the whole thing. So she says, Hello, there is a group of five people here. I am Izzet. We are looking to speak with someone. We are not touching anything except for the ground because of our feet. Please don't blow us up. Acrobatics check, please. 19. You accidentally bump into a large glass structure, but happen to catch it and prevent it from falling over and breaking. Nobody sneezes. It's very congested. A lot of stuff laying around. That sort of chaotic organization where everything's a mess and therefore only the Izzet know where everything is. So I'm like a bull in an Izzet laboratory? Yes, that's exactly what you are right now. Acrobatics check. <laughs> she said something. Um, teacher, um, you didn't assign homework. Ten? He's picking up dice very meanly. I think you find Fakara or Droon has to stay put right where she is, otherwise she's gonna knock something over. Don't say anything about a band. And if the Boros show up, stop lying to them. Uh, Perix continues on into the lab, carefully trying to avoid giant glass canisters of things that he might knock over. Yeah, there looks to be all sorts of stuff in here that if combined together explode. Sure. Sure. Good reason not to knock them over. Any, uh, w- w- would we see any of the Roman candles or cannons that we might have seen in Cyril Montroy's place? Um, in this immediate spot, no. It looks like you're in a chemical processing area, but there is some stairs leading up. You know for sure those are trapped. Yeah, Perix moving as slow as he needs to to continuously check for traps, uh, specifically looking for pressure plates or trip wires to allow Brian to come up with a third option, I guess. Perix heads for the stairs. An eight. Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You make it up three stairs, and nothing happens. More stairs up. (laughs) Why did I say it like that? (laughs) Anybody else want to check for traps? Yeah, I'll check. I'm good. Fifteen. You notice, as you look down, that there are several tripwire traps 
designed in a way that if you happen to overstep one, you end up catching another. Mm. They've all been disabled. Oh. Now, the door was open. Oh. That, that ain't great. Well, then I make my way up the stairs. We're gonna find a dead Pompo, and then there's gonna be a Boros Garrison <laughs> in the room. <laughs> yeah, I make my way upstairs. Um, you make your way upstairs, you see several sort of like remnants of shipping containers, a couple of uh, explosives in boxes, some catalog looking stuff, um, and then you see a, a desk with a chair faced away from you. In my mind, I threw a dice at the chair, except Senia doesn't have dice, and this isn't reality, but that is what I did. Um, I say, hello. No response? I pick off one of my little lightning buttons, and I throw it at the chair. No response? I walk around to the other side of the desk and look at the chair. Constitution saving throw! You are surprisingly not surprised at all as you spin the chair. Um, oh no, it's like the daytime. There's like sun coming through the windows. You turn the chair to find the dead body of what you can assume is Pimwazzle Pumpo. Surprisingly dead because he's been infested from the inside out with vines and flowers. Mm-hmm. Something oh. made something grow inside of him and it all grew out all of his RFI. Has anybody followed me up the stairs? Eric's is with you. If you shout down, I'll come up. Dude, okay. I haven't moved. I'm not gonna shout. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say, Perix, head back down the stairs. Tell everybody I found a corpse with some flowers growing out of it. I'm gonna investigate the body as soon as possible. But everybody, be quiet, cause it's another dead body, and the Boros might come running. Perix does that. Twenty-four investigation. Um, what you can see looks to be at some point in some indeterminate amount of time, but maybe not quite so recently because all of the vines and flowers are still alive. Um, Somebody spawned something inside of him and a bunch of vines and flowers grew out of his throat and his nostrils and his eyes and bloomed into pretty white flowers after it exited. And in his hand, he is clutching a demolition order. Um, I take the demolition order and I take cuttings of the flowers. So Lauren heads up, sees Xenia messing with the corpse, <laughs> and just says, does he still have a mouth? Yeah. He casts Speak with Dead. Yes. Uh, how, how long are they to have been allowed dead by? Sure. We're killing it with sentences. <laughs> he'll, 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 he'll sort that one out. The corpse must still have a mouth and can't be undead. Okay. And the spell fails if the corpse was the target of this spell within the last 10 days. Okay. So what do you do? Um, so, so Lauren takes out a piece of Orzov incense, plops it into um, the hands of this corpse, lights it, and casts Speak with Dead, summoning the spectral form through the incense smoke. Right. Oh, uh, my apologies, one second. And he'll take um, a little knife and cut the vines out of the corpse's mouth. <laughs> what do you want? Hello, my name is Saloran Trent of the Ozov Syndicate. This is my compatriot, Xenia of the Izzet League. 
I am the great Pimwazzle Pampo of Pampo's Plaza, home for all your explosion needs. Wonderful. Yes, we were wondering how a man of your great stature came to be reduced to a corpse. Can you please provide us any context on what happened to you? I taste flowers. Hmm. Well, Was it for fun, or did someone do it to you? Does this look like fun? I was hoping to explode. <laughs> you know, before we leave, don't worry, I'll be sure to explode your corpse. <laughs> Yay! Who did you sell these explosives on this order form to? In two days' time, a ten-block radius of Ravnica is to go boom. Zanya? Huh? Can you think of anything else to ask him? Well, first of all, on the demolition order, is there a name? No. Yeah. Who, uh, of this particular, um, in this particular location, does it overlap any guilds? No, the information about the blow up is unfortunately so he doesn't he doesn't know much about the order because he is just fulfilling an order for explosives that mm. are meant to be powerful enough to help assist leveling buildings. Okay. He does not know about the contract. He just knows that there is an order for demolition grade explosives. Have you been working with anyone else? He has not. Do you know of someone who has the ability to print as opposed to write? Uh, numerous people have the ability to print, but uh, print is obviously something nice. You know what I mean? Like most people would just hand scroll stuff, but somebody having the ability to actually print is, you know, the Orzov can print. Some of the, you know, Cyril Montroy would have ordered for things in print. Okay. And that is the limit of Speak With Dead, and his spirit is released. So we didn't ask about the Cyril Montjoy party. Or who commissioned that order? When you say it like that, it makes me feel very self-conscious. Me too. (laughs) Well, can you make this go boom, boom? And Saloran walks downstairs. Perception checks. Fucking Boros. Everybody. Net 20. 16. 23. 12. Uh, For those of you with high numbers, you hear a bunch of commotion happening outside. And you glance out the window to see coming down the street from the front of the house is another contingency of Boros soldiers who are trying to strategize how they're going to break in. Perrick says, book it out the back door! And starts running for the back door. Carefully, because there are things that explode. I wait until... Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, I wait until everyone exits the building, and then I take the glass storm off my back, and I hurl it at a distance at the dead... (laughs) Oh, take some inspiration. That was so considerate. (laughs) Thank you. I need a dexterity saving check to make sure that you don't die. I think that's a bunch of borrowed soldiers. Nat 20! (laughs) Really swingy today. (laughs) I mean, it's it's highs and lows. (laughs) See? In one deft move... Xenia removes the storm cloud that's been brewing on her back for months. 
And in a moment of solidarity and consideration for a great is it scientist who did not earn his deserved end, she blows him up. And the whole front end of the factory explodes out onto the street. And in the ensuing smoke, you can see a bunch of Boros soldiers picking themselves up, going, Get in there! A bunch of orders! A bunch of formation stuff! Go, go, go! Well, someone is trying to blow up a 10-block radius of Ravnica. We need to run talk later! <laughs> I, I'm, 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 very, I'm very good with conditioning. Oh, yeah, I can yeah, run yeah, while yeah. keeping up a conversation. He has an extremely low resting heart rate. <laughs> <laughs> Where to now? I show Lorzatch the cuttings from the corpse. Aha. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. You're Flowers. an elf. Um, I don't know. You're an elf. What? Uh, Lorzach will roll nature to see if there's anything that he can recognize about these particular flowers. I'm immediately swapping out this die for one that is better. He learns nothing about these particular flowers. I mean, you you're a you're a you know, you're an artist, right? You're yeah. familiar with stuff. It's true. Never I don't like seen to brag. this flower in the under. <laughs> uh, never seen this flower in the undercity. Yeah. So you know, given a basic process of elimination, if it's not grown in the undercity, it's probably grown in and around precinct three. Celestia. Uh, that would be Lorzach's hunch. Oh, you know, we could meet a Luxodon that's pretty well red. I think we could talk to any gardener about. The flowers. As you approach Precinct 3, you happen to see that there are a lot of Boros kicking around, and they seem to be communicating and coordinating with the Selesnia. You're going to have to be very careful about how you traipse inside. Perix puts a hand on Lorzach's shoulder and says, Can you do that thing that's avoided us so much pain over the last few months? And because I am compelled to do a yes and with this, uh, Lord Zatch <laughs> will cast Pass Without Trace. He's so mad. And the party will have a little bit of help sneaking through this heavily patrolled territory <laughs> in Precinct 3. To find a gardener. Any gardener. <laughs> any given gardener. Uh, do we know where we want to go? Well, we did happen to travel across a couple of areas within Precinct 3 previously. So I think maybe the Saperling Nursery. Sure. We might be oh. able to find some information about that these particular flowers. We got a few dryads that we know are likely to be friendly to us. Yeah. Um will lead the way sneaking through Precinct 3 to get to the Saperling Nursery. Stealth checks, everybody. Plus Afraid. 10. 26. A 25. 18. I rolled a nat 20, but I have to do it with disadvantage, so it's only a 24. 17. I think that, yeah. I think that'll be all right. Yeah, thanks. I'll allow this one. You guys make your way to the Sapling Nursery, where it is surprisingly quiet and morose, and many dryads are gathered in tears. Those are their little branch arms. Cool. I'm like, oh, no. Is that mask ceremonial? Is it, is it time to put it back on? No. Oh, bad, bad timing, okay. <laughs> Can we sneak... Is anyone talking? Can we sneak closer to hear if 
someone saying something? Um, I mean, they might be conversing with each other, but nothing that's blatant exposition. <laughs> <laughs> They're crying Do syrup, they wiping their tears. It's so it sad that today, this morning at eight o'clock, that bad thing happened that we continue to cry about all day. Well, look. Well, are they gathered in a circle around something? Um, they're within the nursery, but some some of them are crying. Everyone feels quite bad, and 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 looks like something dramatic may have happened. Um, the spell is still active, but we are not compelled to sneak constantly while it is active. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now's the time to talk to some people, and Lorzach will approach the nearest dryad, who seems to be in distress. Pardon me, what seems to be wrong? Wow, she remembers you. Because you guys were here, like, I don't know, a month ago. Kind of hard to forget the people who saved the nursery. And um, Ravnica. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, they heard about the dragon. That was awesome. Herrick's um, glowers. <laughs> um, she is very distraught. It appears that the, uh, the uh, head matron of the nursery has recently died and was discovered late last night. What happened? Do you know? Um, they are not sure because as she is a dryad, apparently she has succumbed to some sort of fungal infestation <sighs> that has corrupted her wood. I understand that this is a delicate and sensitive time, but if it is any comfort, I happen to be something of a horticulturalist myself. She rolls her eyes at you. <laughs> a little humble brag there. Not to say anything, but I'm I'm pretty well known in certain circles. Not dryad circles, but, you know, undercity. Um, she will permit you to go and examine the, uh, the body, which is currently hidden uh, in a dense part of the grove. You can do nature and or medicine. Perix is going to keep an eye out for the improbable amount of boros that are going to arrive at some point. Uh, Lord Zatch rolls a 19 for medicine. Groovy, perception check. Fuck. Fikara will not speak. Thank you. 10. Hmm. You don't notice that large contingency of Selesnian troopers that are making their way to you. Ugh. Um, Lord Zatch, it is very clear that this dryad matron has died of some particular type of rot. However... If it is fungal, it is not something you've ever encountered before. Can he roll nature to ascertain the type of rot that's taking place if it's not fungal? Didn't say it isn't fungal, just said if it is fungal, you do not know it. it. Got it. Okay. Uh, Lorzach will relay his findings to the dryads, um... Because this suggests that if there is a fungus at play, it's a very exotic strain that's not uh, common. They ask your recommendation with what they should do with her because normally they would get buried to bloom into the grove, but they are concerned about planting her in the ground. And that's one of the reasons that they're all weeping so bad because they're afraid that she'll infect the entire nursery. I would recommend... Treating her body with a fungicide in the affected areas, you'll be able to eliminate any lingering spores and still be able to plant her in accordance with your customs. I do not expect any further infection to take root. Okay. 
You guys have a group of Selesnian soldiers who are approaching the commotion of the area. Yeah. Um, Lozach is... Are we aware that they're all coming? Not Eric. entirely. Eric yells, no one's coming. <laughs> um, okay. Cool. And Lorzach presenting. You don't know that no one's coming, but you do hear Perix going, somebody may or may not be coming or not. <laughs> I'm helpful. Lorzach presents the small white flowers recovered from Mr. Pompo's workshop. Yes. And asks, have you ever seen these before? They say, yep. It is uh, a type of flower that is used for rapid horticulture enterprises. So um, usually when they need to uh, swiftly recover, um, like demolish parts of the city that are need to be quickly reclaimed, um, they have some strains of vegetation that they use that, that grow very, very quickly um, to temporarily... Um, uh, you know, restore beauty to an area so it's not just fucking rubble while the people who are dealing with construction go about doing it. Have you ever heard of anyone ingesting a seed by accident? Oh, they say that that would be a terrible thing for people to do. A remarkably robust little seed. Um, Xenia pops out from behind a tree. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to frighten you. I am I am a friend of this, of this Dev Karenzov. They remember you. Oh, fantastic. I say, um, I'm so very sorry for your loss. Is this specific flower that we're looking at, is this um, a very common flower or or is it mostly grown in specific areas? It would have come from the nursery. From the nursery? Yep. Okay. It is a, it is a planted, it is not a naturally occurring flower. It is a vine strand that they have developed um, for for reclamation within parts of the city, specifically designed to make, um, you know, specifically designed to disguise areas that have been demolished, so people can't see the the demolished area. Who has access to the to the seeds? People who work in the nursery. Anybody who walks in here could take one. Are you aware of anyone who might have business in precinct four, and would be looking to plant one of these? No, they they usually only sell them. They they get hired, um, you know, they get hired to use these. This is part of what the Selesnia are done. So after demolition projects happen, um, depending on the region they are, right, if the rubble can't be left there, if it needs to be sort of redone immediately, they get called in to uh, to sort of drop plants and shit like that to to keep up the, you know, nice, especially within like the 10th district to keep up sort of the niceties of what's going on so yeah. that you don't have blocks upon blocks of rubble just laying all over the place. And we already have a demolition order. So it's possible that the source of the seeds and the plans to demolish are all part of the same basic operation. Yeah. Um, but as of right now, we don't seem to have any ideas to who has ordered it. Well, hypothetically, they would get called in. Could we ask if there are any recent calls for this fast-moving vine for upcoming demolition? Perix asks from behind a tree that no one realizes he was chilling at. Um, these orders would only come in after the demologic project would have happened. Got it. So the idea that somebody would have gotten samples of this is not out of the way, but they would have needed those directly from the dryad matron because she would give the approval for something this dangerous. 
So somebody getting a sample of these to test it is fine, but it wouldn't be until after the demolition project that that call would come in based on successes or failures of the actual demolition. Got it. And with the sudden and unexpected demise of the Dryad Matron, yes. well, we don't have any idea as to who that might have been that had obtained the sample. It smells like a cover-up. <laughs> I'm not saying things are related, but um, they look relatively related. Where to next? Well, time seems to be up as far as the amount of time that we can safely spend here without getting discovered. Mm-hmm. Um. Whoever it is introduced something deadly to the dryad matron. And if it's an exotic strain of fungus, if it is fungus, Lorzach knows some people you can talk to. I think we sneak out of Precinct 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stealth! You got so mad at me for this idea. Look how well it worked. Nat 20! Hey! hey. Yes. Cindy's back in the game. Have you rolled anything else? She's rolled like four ones, and now she's on like three natural 20s in a row. This yeah. is my fourth nat 20. I don't know what's happening. It's a wacky adventure. <laughs> 23. 24. 26. 21. Hey, Boom. you guys sneak out. Well done. Thanks. Thank you. Xenia, stealthier than the rest. Good Heading work. down into the Undercity. Do you know anybody who would know about funguses from a... a Educational level? I mean, Lorzach thought he was an expert, but right. you know, this seems to be beyond his ken. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he'd be reaching out to his, uh, you know, rot farmer associates. You do. What are their names? Roll a history check. Okay. Uh, Nineteen. Who do you go see? Lorzach sees if he can get in contact with Bogran. And who is Bogran? Bogren is an old associate, uh, someone that he spent a lot of time on the rot farms with when he was much younger. And their age? Uh, comparable to Lorzach, so they'd be in uh, the early part of their second century. Okay. You consult Bogren. Hello, Lorzach. Been a while. Keeping well? Keeping well. Glad to hear. We uh, have a slight problem. It seems that someone is trying to engineer the demise of my friends. And the one dryad matron that might have given us a lead was suspiciously killed by, it appears, a fungal infestation. Lorzach takes a sample of uh, this infestation, these strange flakes and shelves that have developed in the cracks of uh, the dryad matron's bark. Lorzach presents the fungal sample to Bogren. Hmm, interesting. I've only heard about something like this before. It's, um, it's not something that grows in the Undercity. It's, uh, it grows under very specific situations. It, um, it has something to do in connection with the Simic. It is, uh, an unfortunate organic hybrid. It's not something that we study particularly, but I would uh, I would consult some of your fish friends uh, liaisons here, because it has something to do with particular moisture levels. Perix, offended that no one seems to know he's a frog. Or no one cares. Sure. Uh, says, well, that's fascinating. Uh, 
I think we should go chat with a comrade or three. Do you want to drop off that ridiculous mask? Perix likes the mask and is offended on Leave the mask! <laughs> Lord Zatch leaves the mask. <laughs> so, uh, it sounds like you need some Simic consultation. Back to the Simic. Do you know anybody who, who's... Do you know anybody? Yeah. You want to go there? Yeah, I think we should go to, uh, you know, the, the water fungal guy. And, and, and what's, that, what's that guy's name? Jean Thier. Jean Thier? Yeah. Sure. J-E-A-U. Yeah, J-E-A-U. Jean T-H-E-A-U. X. This one's French. Jean Thier. And, and where, is, uh, where is Jean Thier located? Uh, Jean Thier, um, you know, it's interesting. You know, you know how you have like those, those cranberry flats that you like go into with the, with the really high waders? Yeah. So Jean Thier works on like a bog type thing that's sort of similar to that. But um, he's actually modified his body to be perfect at dealing with this bog. So he is 86% leg and just like a tiny little torso that can like go examining things oh, so that he can cool. just like walk around. Uh, and <laughs> he's like, and his, his arms haven't changed length. So it's like his hands are down way, way almost all the way down his legs. It's great. And um, that you know, would give him this voice. <laughs> well, <laughs> there he is. Jean Thier, how'd you know? I missed you. Oh, it's the Perix. <laughs> uh, what can you waste my time with today? Uh, many things, but I'll only give you the one, really. Uh, Perix will explain that um, he apologizes if any Boros show up during this conversation because we're kind of on the run, and uh, he will ask Lorzach to... His mouth opens in that fish gape, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And he asks Lorzach to show the fungus we found that we were told might have some simic origin. Oh, yeah. Uh, waddle over into my lab. <laughs> Perix does, ignoring everyone else. Just sort of like a... <laughs> as he goes through the thing, he goes into the lab, he pulls out a piece of kelp, he reads it, he goes, uh, okay, what do you want to know? We would like to know what this fungus is, what causes it, and if anyone can, I don't know, weaponize it. Uh, yeah, okay, so this fungus is called Amongus. Okay. Okay. Mongus the fungus, I get it. it. Yep, it's called a mongus. And so this fungus only grows among bacterial cultures. That's why it is so, you know, confusing because it's a microfungus that grows on a microorganism. Uh, but it 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 also is is heavily nitrogen related, right? So we're going to get very complicated scientifically here in the very last days of Ravnica. So <laughs> basically the nitrogen that sweats off of prepped explosives cultures this bacteria and then the fungus feeds off the nitrogen off of the wet explosives. It usually halts the entire demolition process. That's very confusing. Uh, yeah. Perix. For you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jean Thier, for reminding me of my grades. Uh, and then Perix thinks, does anyone cultivate this on purpose for any reason? No. 
This stuff screws up all sorts of construction projects. People who don't prep their explosives correctly. They keep wanting us to interfere with this all the time, but... Perix is wondering if there's like a list of active construction projects. Well, and also, the demolition order specified about 10 city blocks. Do we know where? No. Well, if you want to look, you have to find a demolition order that's been halted because of this, uh, this moisture problem. It feels like we gotta go talk to a clerk somewhere. Clerks? <laughs> I know just the place. And the person? Yes. <laughs> but you're not going to like him. Why? You've met him before. No. <laughs> it's the clerk's office. Okay. Brian has a mischievous grin on his face. Tour's over. I mean, we all knew he was showing up, right? (laughs) (laughs) You walk into the clerk's office, down in the first precinct. Not even a greeting or a salutation. Just as soon as you walk into the door, just... (laughs) He's just a puddle of tears. Why? Why do you do this to me? Get it together, man! I've been good! Have you? (laughs) No! (laughs) Well, that's why we keep doing this to you. Let it be a lesson. (laughs) Oh my god! The last time Siloran saw this guy was in the hallucination touching Lazov's tainted memories. This dude was in your hallucination. I can't be held accountable for that. It does not matter because Siloran is not logical. He just says, Really? Siloran is not reasonable. Siloran says, I need to find a demolition order for a 10 block radius that was halted recently. Now. Please. Now you talk. What? Intimidation, because this is not an official visit. Can Perix cause just a little bit of frost to spark on his hand so that it I don't think I'll need that at a 23. Um, In in a blubbering mess, this former police turned desk jockey shuffles into the back and returns with a piece of paper that's beginning to get soggy because he's just whimpering snot onto it. And Saloran just takes it away as quickly as possible. You find a halted order for a 10-block radius of Ovizia that was designed for demolition after some people faulted on the mortgage of the property. Is Cyril Montjoy's estate within those 10 blocks? They are. And are there any notable names on this order? Um, It also seems to encompass the region of where Royston Overshaw's previous place has not been rebuilt. So part of that area that got destroyed by the worm, it seems to be sort of over in that area. 10 block radius that encompasses Cyril Montjoy's home, plus Royston Overshaw's destructed home. We know that there, the explosives also help the genesis of this growth. It feels like we have three separate things that are all connected. I'm just not connecting why. If I had to guess, I'd say that our culprit has some sort of interest in this neighborhood or maybe a resident and is trying to stop the demolition happening in this area. Well, the demolition was stopped because the fungus was on the explosives. You also happen to possess the demolition order in your hand. 
So um, I hand it to the clerk and ask if he can tell us any more information about it. Well, what what glaringly obvious question would you like to know on that piece of paper? Who who ordered the demolition? <laughs> <There he> <laughs> Uh, the demolition has been ordered by one Mr. Franklin J. Peanuts. <sighs> Damnation. The last time we saw Frankie Peanuts, oh my goodness gracious, he turns to Perix. You dumb fish. What did I do? What has been chasing us each time we meet a breakthrough? The Boros? Who did you send after Frankie Peanuts? Oh, the Boros. I Paris doesn't put it together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose we're going to go see Frankie Peanuts. Who Isn't is... he in jail? A man like that can find many ways to stay out of prison. Who is Frankie Peanuts? You might meet him. Oh, well, sure. I mean, I guess I can wait until I do. <laughs> Paris, Paris will say, remember when... We told you about the time that Lorzach and I went to go free Fakar from Stone, and then sure. what? We, we had to go make some money because Alfonso was, you know, dead, and you also weren't there, which is convenient for you. I get distracted so easily. On all of those times, we met up with a Loxodon named Frankie Peanuts down at his shop on Tin Street. Peanuts because he's an elephant? Uh, Loxodon, to be precise. But yes. Would you, what? So, okay, tell me more. Perex here decided to send the Boros Legion after him after our last encounter. He was rude to me. He is a very brusque individual, and yet... That was a real dumb move on Perex's part. Perex feeling everyone ganging up on him. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> Xenia makes dumb moves too. But he doesn't have anything to follow it up with, so he just slinks <laughs> to a corner. Ha <laughs> ha, who's the one that shouldn't talk now? Lorzach, done with this particular sniveling clerk, turns and leaves. Where to? Frankie Peanuts. Frankie Peanuts. Or rather, whatever, uh, well, you know, you gotta go somewhere. sort of cockney-inflected thug is acting as the bouncer <laughs> and or concierge outside an establishment that may or may not be owned by one Franklin J. Peanuts. No, but first you have to go to the corner table and order the special, but then you have to take the special without eating any of it and take it to the back alley. So we're Are they still going, doing that? Yeah. We're going to the restaurant? Yeah. All right, you guys go to the restaurant. You sit down at the corner table. The, order the special special. The goblin human question mark approaches you, sees the five of you, and goes, Ugh. what do you want? One special special, please. I have been told such items are no longer on the menu. Oh, really? What about hummus? <laughs> it's not that kind of joint, kid. We need to talk to him. Yeah, lots of people want to talk to him. No. I mean, who? Talk to who? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm the only one in here. If we were to go out back to a side alley and walk down for a cockneyish person, what's a what would we probably bring with us? Uh, I'm sorry, I think the restaurant's closed for the day. And she uh, she leaves you. Is there anyone in this restaurant besides us? Several people. Fakara, um, would you 
Do me the honor of holding this person down. The goblin? Yes. But can I just hold her up? Fine. Okay. Excuse me, ma'am. Oh boy, strength check. (laughs) Excuse me, ma'am. I have to restrain you against your will. Right. Uh, 13. 12. (laughs) Nice. I rolled this 12 and I'm like, this is going to be high enough, isn't it? No. Soloran looks to Perix. You like restrain her. She's like, ah, 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 ah. Soloran looks at Xenia, actually, and says, can you please make sure the other patrons leave in an efficient manner? And Xenia says, if all of you don't leave right now, I'm going to lose my shit. And she starts throwing fire bolts at the ceiling. Get out of here. Get out. Leave your wallets. Get out. We have just robbed a bunch of people. They all leave, and you scrounge up 12 Zeno. That's great. Oh, you fucking demoted. And so Lauren casts Zone of Truth on the goblin. Brown. 14, 13, 13, 13. The DC is 17. All right, they cannot lie. Where the hell is Frankie Peanuts? I I mean, his, his, but. Haven't you been in here before? Yes, a couple times. Then I you ordered know where the... he is. Yes, but I was told I needed a special special a couple times. And I have been told to no longer serve said dish. But we can just go in? We don't need a different dish? If you... I cannot stop. I mean... Is there a different dish you serve? Like the Uber special? No, that special is for arranging an appointment. We don't have an appointment. I'd like one Uber special then, please. Such things do not exist. Oh. Where are the peanuts? Where are the damn peanuts? <laughs> <laughs> she just she just thumbs toward the kitchen. Tie her up. I'm sorry about this. <laughs> you tie her up. And so Lauren goes to grab a bunch of peanuts. There's need a, a whole fucking tub of them in the back. We need one bucket. There is a bucket next to said tub. So Lauren gets a bucket of peanuts and hands it to Perix, who heads to a side alley. You head to a side alley. You see no goblin. Uh, Perix will move forward and um, knock on the door. No response. Mm. <laughs> Do you want me to kick it? Zenya. Zenya. <laughs> <laughs> Is that- no, no. <laughs> and then Paris says, no, the lock thing. The lock thing. All right, sure, sure, sure. 19. You disassemble the lock. That's slightly more complicated than you expected. This is not just some cheap side door to a kitchen. This is... These guys were prepared to not be assaulted. Inside, you hear... Nothing. <sighs> and you know that's strange because normally there's like a crowd of people down there, right? It's like an underground casino down there. Yeah. I'll be sad if he's gone. Uh, into no, the- you do not get to say that. <laughs> into the uh, basement room thing. I forget how the mechanics of the room work. Club? Yeah. You head down to the bottom. 
As you peek around the corner, you can see what appears to be several bodies laying in positions that resemble death. <sighs> oh. <laughs> That's a very funny way to say that. <laughs> and you hear a click. Aye. And then you hear from the dark back corner. One more move and your ash on the floor. On the next Encounter Party, every step seems to be a pitfall as our players try and outrun the law. Their brief traipses through the Ravnican underworld point to a most obvious suspect, one Mr. Frankie Peanuts. Does the Loxodon finally have it in for the party? Find out next time on the final part of our postseason adventure on Encounter Party. Encounter Party is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media, based on the worlds of Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering, created by Wizards of the Coast. Original campaign written by Brian David Judkins. Sound capture and original effects by Will Malones. Edits and mixing by Ned Donovan and Katie Brow. Theme song and additional music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. Special thanks to Megan Judkins and Will Malones. Perix here, with a quick message for you from the Encounter Party team. I've been modified so many times, but the next modification will be to give an auto-review to my favorite podcast on the platform of your choice. You can find your adaptation and news and updates on the show at EncounterParty.com. I also might modify myself to just automatically join the Facebook group The Encounter Party, or even give a follow to us on Twitter and Instagram at Encounter underscore Party. Why? Because Encounter Party is dope, and we are looking to interact with you more. Thanks, y'all.